Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to this week's Squiggly Careers podcast. I am Helen. I am one of the hosts of the podcast and I'm here uh, with Sarah. Hi everybody, I'm back from holiday, which yeah, Sarah is refreshed from a, a lovely, a lovely uh, break with amazing weather. <laughs> I realised as I said that as well, it was like we probably didn't even say that I was going on holiday because <laughs> we do a weekly holiday. podcast that keeps going out even when we're on holiday. But I think I'm just so thrilled to have been on holiday and had a week of sunshine in Wales, which, you know, <laughs> that doesn't happen in March every year. And I actually, I got sunburnt. So I'm sitting here slightly lobster-like, actually with some quite noisy planes going overhead. So if you do hear some planes during the podcast, it's not because I'm still on holiday or at the airport, it's because (laughs) I live on a flight path quite near Heathrow. (laughs) On on the point of holidays, this is probably an admin thing that people on the podcast don't need to hear, but just heads up, I am going away for two whole weeks in uh, May, Sarah, so we do need to get thinking about podcasts, just so you know. I'm less terrified about the podcast, we'll be able to sort that. I'm more terrified by the fact that for anyone who follows on Instagram, you'll know that Helen does a daily careers tip on Instagram stories, which has a really loyal following, lots of people watch her every day, people love it. And for those two weeks, I will be deputising for her. And I like to say deputising because that sounds like I'm sort of learning. And it makes me anxious just thinking about it. So we should focus on the podcast. And at some point... Yeah, we need some ideas. I need Maybe to learn how to I'll do ask that. the Instagram community what we should do for two weeks when I'm off. I was even thinking maybe... We could ask for a volunteer to do like squiggly career tips for us. Don't know. Oh, what, like almost, you know, when you get um, like a, a like features a editor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a squiggly careers takeover for two weeks. Maybe. I don't know. So that, well, I mean, that sounds really appealing to me because that means that I don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I should do some of them because, you know, it's not very growth mindset, is it, to go, I'm just not going to do it. Someone else can do it for me. <laughs> that is also true. But I was I was thinking maybe it's an opportunity oh, that's a good for idea. our community maybe to Maybe we do a bit of yeah. both. Yeah, do a bit better. Anyway, apart from uh, planning for holidays, everybody, so this week's podcast is all around inspiration at work, like where it comes from, what the science behind inspiration is, and what practical actions that we can all take to have a bit more inspiration in our work and kind of connect that to the work that we do. And I think in the context of squiggly careers, where we often can be working quite hard, quite long hours. I've got lots of information. I talk to so many people that just spend a lot of their time going from meeting to meeting, from email to email. Whilst work can be quite exciting, that can also be a bit monotonous. I think in the context of all of that, 
busyness and the demands of our always on work actually connecting to how to stay inspired at work I think becomes really really important in that kind of squiggly context. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting. I was starting to think about, so what does actually inspiration mean? Because it's one of those overused words that gets bandied around a lot. And actually, I look back at a book that I really like that's written by a guy called Andy Bird, which is called The Inspired Leader. And we'll include a link to that in our resources. And the way that he defines it, which I think is quite useful, is he talks about inspiration always takes place in a unique way for each of us. So we all have our own kind of individual take on inspiration. But it does tend to happen when three things come together. One, something's triggered from the external world, and that might be a situation, an event, people. So it's kind of something happens around us. So that's number one. Two, mindsets. So the mindset that we bring to those experiences and how we kind of relate to them ourselves. And three, motivation. So what actually motivates us internally? So things like our values, the interests and talents that we've got the most passion for. So when these triggers and mindsets and motivations, when those three things simultaneously come together in a way that's kind of meaningful for us in whatever that looks like for you, that's when you kind of feel the kind of magic alchemy of inspiration. And two people could be experiencing exactly the same thing and one person could find it really inspirational and for the other person it might not kind of trigger those things because it does depend on your own kind of unique take so though it's individual to all of us I think it's important for everyone but there are also some things that we can do to work out how do we kind of make this happen for ourselves and we'll talk a little bit about the ways in which we stay inspired before we kind of go into our practical tips to help you but before we do that I think it's useful just to think about why inspiration is good. I'm going to talk a little bit about in the context of squiggly careers, it's useful, but just to get into the detail of it a little bit more, there's a couple of useful articles from Harvard Business Review on inspiration that we'll put in the resources on the website. But a couple of things that I took away from those articles were three main benefits of being inspired and really focusing on it in, at work. The first is that it can help with goal achievement. So there is a lady that's done some research on this with some other colleagues, but her name is um, Marina Miliaskia. I, I was think. really looking forward to having to pronounce uh, that. Thanks for that. I was just looking at that thinking, <laughs> I cannot wait to hear her say this. Oh, well, we'll just Marina M for now, and the full name will be on the blog post on the, on the website. But she looked that people who were inspired set inspired goals, and that they were more likely to achieve them. And then when they were more likely to achieve them they were more likely to be inspired and so there was almost this reciprocal relationship between being inspired and setting inspirational goals and then being more likely to achieve them which then makes you more inspired um, so I thought that was quite interesting mm. that actually being inspired helps you to achieve your goals the second thing was that actually people who are inspired in the research they show evidence of having more purpose in their life and also um, higher levels of gratitude and I think that is then linked to the third um, um, benefit of being inspired which is that there is a link between inspiration and well-being when I was thinking okay if people are they've got more purpose and they're more they've got they're demonstrating more gratitude that probably links to the well-being piece but there are effectively there are significant benefits you know goal achievement and well-being if you can actually connect to what helps you to be more inspired so you're focusing on bringing that into your work 
And also when I was digging around stuff, there seems to be two people who have done loads of research, like most of their careers research seems to be on inspiration, which is quite cool, um, called Todd Thrash and Andrew Elliott. Yeah, most of their career has been on inspiration and doing lots of research. And one of the things that I liked from their work was they talked about the personality traits that are required to remain inspired. And they they did loads and loads of research on different personality traits and how they can link to inspiration. And they found that there are three main traits that make the biggest difference in being inspired and remaining inspired and the first personality trait is being open to new experiences the second personality trait is having high levels of self-esteem and the third personality trait is having creative enjoyment and there is something called like some inspiration scale that again we'll put the link to it um but you can kind of measure answer a series of questions which are based on these kind of personality traits that help you to see how open to inspiration you are for example or how inspired you are right now but even without doing that i think it's an interesting thing to reflect on to what extent are you open to new experiences to what extent do you think you've got positive self-esteem to what extent do you actually get enjoyment from creativity what's interesting about at least two out of those three is it probably takes you to be slightly out of your comfort zone. I, mm. You know, is the assumption that I start to get to is just listening to you talk then and as I was thinking through my examples, because those personality traits suggest the ability to kind of take yourself away from kind of the known and what you maybe normally do. So when it's open to experience, you assume it means like kind of new things, you know, to get creative enjoyment usually means kind of trying new stuff out believing in yourself and believing maybe you can do more going back to your point about goals so there's probably also something about we often talk about how much time are you spending in your comfort zone your stretch zone and your scary zone maybe think about how much time are you spending in that stretch zone I would assume and it's a kind of presumption without the 20 30 years of research that actually the more time you spend in your stretch zone probably the more open you are to inspiration the more likely you are to find inspiration through your work and actually if you're at work in your scary zone that's probably overwhelming and too intimidating if that's where you are all the time or if you're in your comfort zone that probably just feels a bit too day-to-day and you're not getting those kind of sparks of inspiration that probably we would all want. So where does your inspiration come from Sarah? I was thinking this I think it's a mixture of what I'm spending my time doing and then some of the things kind of around me. So the first in terms of what I'm spending my time doing, when I start to think about when have I felt most inspired at work, it's usually because I'm working on a project where I get to kind of use my strengths, live my values, all the things that we talk about being really important, particularly launching stuff, creating new ideas, building things from scratch. Those are when I'm kind of in flow. And we've talked before about this thing of being in flow, and that's often when you just got this kind of positive momentum and you're really just enjoying the work that you're doing and you're you're feeling kind of inspired to push yourself to push other people around you almost in the pursuit of something that you really believe in and that you're really passionate about so that's kind of the work that I'm doing and I think simultaneously and I think they are slightly different things I draw inspiration certainly from people I've worked with and people I've worked for from places from places that you spend your time And I think sometimes just from doing different and kind of interesting things, but they feel quite different things to me. I almost feel like the first is when I'm feeling inspired kind of in my work. And the Mm. second feels to me almost like shots of inspiration. 
you know, like you spend time with a person. How you uh, fuel it. Yeah, it's kind of these little mini kind of injections of inspiration that you get that often you've either facilitated actively, you know, you've decided to go and spend time in an interesting place or do something a bit different. And we'll talk about some of those things in our ideas about how to stay inspired. You're lucky enough to happen to work for or with some people who you know that every time you spend time with them, you come away feeling that little bit more inspired than you did before. So Mm. I, I sort of would divide them into the kind of inspiration from the day-to-day work and then those kind of little mini injections, I think. So if I do the same, if I think about my inspiration from my day-to-day work, I was reflecting as well career-wise on when I, when I feel when I feel most inspired. And I think for me, it's when I've got loads of freedom. So I've got the ability to shape and dream and determine the direction of something without kind of feeling constrained when I believe in something so if I'm like oh I believe amazing if can achieve this or I believe this new product can give this benefit to somebody so I've got freedom and I've got belief and then there's something for me about potential so I can see opportunity you know if you give me loads of space I've got something that I really believe in and I can see how it can grow for me they're like the ingredients of me to be like at my most inspired you're gonna get like full-on Helen on something yeah. in that in that mode and if I think about my inspiration shots so that's like almost like the environmental factors that would make me feel inspired and if I was then going to like more consciously feed that inspiration this was actually interesting when I reflected on it I think when I read or when I listen so almost in like quiet time so when I'm reading on my own or I'm like listening to podcasts when I'm driving that is sometimes when I feel most inspired and I come up with ideas and the reason I say it was interesting is because I'm an extrovert and they are actually quite solo activities Mm -hmm. I don't I don't get my inspiration that much through conversation with other people like I love chatting to people and I find that energizing but I don't that's not where I get my inspiration from my inspiration comes much more from listening and learning and reading and reflecting and that's it's where I connect different concepts and come up with ideas and it's that learning new stuff I think from solo reflection or engagement with something that really um, inspires me yeah and I think it is interesting to reflect on is there an introvert extrovert kind of almost personality trait here because as an introvert I would say I do get really inspired by spending time with people but it's interesting but it's pretty yeah it is opposite but it's pretty much always one-to-one I would say so it's not kind of with big groups of people but I definitely would say I feel at my most inspired, if I was thinking about for Amazing If, when I feel at most inspired, it's usually when I've shared something, an idea that maybe we've had together with somebody else and they've built on it or asked some really interesting questions or it's helped me to see kind of our potential. And then I kind of go, oh, I feel really inspired by that. Or if we're chatting about something and I've, I share a thought that I've got and then we chat about that together, I come away from that feeling really inspired. Whereas actually the reading, listening, more kind of reflecting things... I don't think I would use the word inspired. I think I'd I'd be more in the kind of, it's making me thoughtful and considered in a kind of slower, I'd want to kind of mull things over. I think I associate kind of inspiration with just feeling like this kind of energy surge. That's so funny because I get the energy surge, but I get it from, because it's really annoying when I'm driving. I often listen to podcasts when I'm driving. So I was irritating messaging Sarah when she was on holiday last week because I was listening not to much, podcasts. Though, not much, Not much. I think you I went from my number down. one WhatsApper to like number eight. You know when you oh, see good. it at the very tried. top, who, who's what, WhatsApping you, you're pretty much always number one, I have to say. <laughs> this I is including, like including friends and family. 
my dear on holiday but yeah I get really excited because I hear all these different concepts when I'm like listening to podcasts and I get then I come up with ideas and I feel excited but I'm driving and I can't do anything about it so I end up having to like speak to Siri and I'm like (laughs) Siri can you save this idea and then it ends up like because the voice recognition is not particularly great in my car there's like gobbledygook messages in my like iPhone notes about some inspiration idea I had when I was driving so yeah I think it's really interesting that yours is with people and you're an introvert and I'm an extrovert and mine's more on my own when I'm connecting ideas and things yeah so I think just think about it for yourself so if you're listening to us talking now answer that question for yourself like where do you get your inspiration from would you divide it in the same way that we've ended up naturally dividing in terms of kind of the work that we do and the inspiration shots that we get from kind of external factors? Or do you see it differently? There's kind of no right answer here. Back to what Andy says around how you define inspiration. It has to be unique to you. It's whenever these kind of different elements are coming together and you can just sense what inspiration looks like. One of the really good exercises that Andy has in his book in one of the early chapters, he actually encourages you to do an inspiration chart. And I think this would be a really good exercise for people to do. So whether you do it over the last year or the last month, actually just plot almost like if you're on an even keel day to day, which moments do you have these kind of feelings of inspiration being really high? And when do you feel the least inspired? And then think about what's happening at those moments, what's happening at those points of inspiration. Because I think if you did that, and even if you think, oh, I'm not sure, I find it hard to think back, even if you did it from now until Easter, did it for four, five, six weeks, I bet quite quickly you'd start to spot some patterns of going, oh, okay, I am someone who gets inspiration from when I'm with other people, or actually it's about spending time by myself, Is it about the work that I'm doing? Which days do I end up feeling really inspired? What was I doing on that day? So that might be a practical thing to do if you're thinking, I'm not quite sure yet when I felt the most inspired. It sometimes doesn't always come top of mind. And obviously we think about these things a bit before we do the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, if you want to uh, reflect on it, that might be just a useful exercise to do. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
So how can you find more inspiration at work? We've come up with five kind of ideas of things that we've done from the different resources that we've read, things that have been recommended that we think are really useful. There is, I would say, a lovely article that I found from Tiny Buddha. And she does this brilliant blog where she's put 50 ways to find inspiration, create, explore and expand your thinking. Um, And it's just 50 really interesting different things to do, some of which we'll talk about and some which will be more relevant to you than others. But if you're thinking about very practical things you can do, what I really liked about that list was everything felt very like, okay, I could do that tomorrow or next week. So that is a particularly good one for this section. If you want kind of more than five ideas, if you want 50, you could commit to doing one a week for the next year. So number one in our ideas is to learn something new. I think if you're looking for inspiration, we've talked before about the brain and the neuroplasticity of our brain. So our brain's ability to expand and to kind of grow and the fact that we all have that. But to do that, you've got to give it something to grow and kind of fuel from. So my example of this would be at the start of the year, I trained to be a mental health first aider. It's something I've mentioned previously on the podcast. And what's really interesting about that two-day experience was there was part of that that was about learning the content of what it took to be a mental health first aider. But actually, I came away from those two days feeling incredibly inspired. I was inspired by the people I was spending time with, by the person who was facilitating the programme, by some of the stories that I heard during those two days. And actually, it's not necessarily something that you would have I would have put together in terms of being a mental health first aider and feeling inspired because, you know, they're tough topics and it's a tough subject. And you're talking about things where people are struggling and having really significant problems at times. But through that experience, I, I did come away feeling very inspired. It, it kind of gave me that real sense of energy and responsibility and almost like thirst to do even mm. more. And I think mm. that's probably one of the things is when you learn something new, it propels you further forward in terms of goals or it gives you the confidence that perhaps you could do something that you couldn't do before and then maybe you can go even further and I think that's the thing but you've got to there's an action that you've got to take there in terms of identifying something to learn and actually going away and kind of making that happen. So number two in terms of the ideas that we've got is to spend time with someone else who's got a different perspective and a really practical thing to do at work for this can often be to spend time with customers. So if you want to get more inspired about your work, it's very easy to get a bit uh, internally focused often. I've seen this a lot in the organisations that I've been in and, and actually any opportunity that I have had to spend time with customers, so sort of on the other side of the fence, has always given me inspiration about what we could do differently. And to give you some practical examples of this, and I guess because of my background, I've done a few different customer insight roles, I have, it's potentially been a bit easier for me to do this, but I think we could all do it. But when I was used to work for Capital One, I worked in an innovation team for a period of time. And we used to do these things called consumer safaris, where we would basically go shopping with our customers because Capital One was a credit card company, still is a credit card company. And so going shopping enabled us to see how people use their credit card. And I remember I was in a, a cafe in Nottingham and I sat down with a woman and we were going through her wallet and we were looking at what, you know, which <laughs> card she'd got where. And because there was something about being, you know, top of wallet or front of wallet and where the different cards were. Anyway, her Capital One credit card was not in her wallet. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because we're on a shopping trip and I'm from Capital One um, and I was like oh where's your credit card and um, she said oh it's in my freezer and I was like 
okay, it's quite, it's, it's very interesting. What, well, like, why is your credit card in your freezer? And she said, oh, you know, because I sometimes get a bit scared about my spending. So I used to put my credit card in water and freeze it and put it in my freezer. And then it would take like 24 hours to defrost before I could use it. And I was like, okay, which, which then I started, I was like, oh, okay. And I said, oh, so you said you used to do that. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I realized that I could see through um, the ice and I could see the number so I could still shop online. So she says, so now I freeze it in orange juice. And I thought, you know, like it was really, really extreme. But basically that led on to a whole load of inspiration for ideas for credit cards you could freeze. And I don't mean literally, I mean a bit more conceptually. So like, for example, a credit card product that you could take out that might allow you to freeze your debt for two months, for example, so that you wouldn't get charges in that period. Yeah, take control of your spending, essentially. Yeah, exactly. And so, and I had a similar example when I was at Eon. Again, I was working in an innovation team and we were looking at um, solar panels on roofs and how we made solar panels a bit more mass market because a lot of the people that have been getting them were like these very super, super, green people basically or other people were having them because it would save them money and so it was a very financially driven decision and um, I was talking to this woman and I said you know why do you like solar panels and I was in her house and she said I remember the statement she's like oh because it's like bathing in sunlight because the solar panels heated her water for her bath and she was like whenever I have a bath it feels like I'm bathing in Aww. sunlight and you get a like, lovely whole... description <laughs> I know and whilst we didn't use that in the marketing it opened our eyes up to a whole load of more emotional language Mm. that we could use to appeal to different customer segments and it's just you know I've got multiple stories like that where when you look at something from a particular customer's perspective in a work environment it just fuels a whole load of different ideas because you're just in a completely different perspective of how you're thinking about things. Yeah, I think I've had something similar when I worked at Sainsbury's, spending time with other colleagues. So lots of the time at things like Easter or Christmas, you go and spend time working in store, like you're doing lots of retailers. We both did it when we were at Boots. Yeah. And again, you realise just the different perspectives of people all working in the same company as you. And, you know, you're often sitting there in both of our cases thinking about the marketing. And that's the bit that you really care about at that time. But sometimes it's so good to then go and see the reality of that marketing when, you know, if you're in store and they've got a massive long list of stuff they've got to deal with and one of those things is putting up your marketing in store and they've got 20 minutes to do it, just bearing that in mind when you're creating something so that it's as easy as possible and the instructions are clear. You know, the things that would be so easy to overlook, I think, because you've not been in their shoes and we talked about empathy the other week and I think this is a perfect example of where... It will build your empathy, but I think it will also build your inspiration. Yeah, I was thinking actually when you were talking then about uh, my little girl had this dress on today that I swear had not been designed by somebody who had spent any time with mothers. Like it had like 12 buttons down the back and and she was like writhing around. I was like whoever designed this dress needed to have spent some time with like a parent trying to put a dress on a child because it was a yeah, that know. would have been a really good example it's a bit so, like dungarees max has got yeah. some, max my little boy max has got some beautiful dungarees but i quite enjoy sometimes this is quite mean putting them on when he goes to nursery because i think oh he looks really cute but then i don't have, to, I don't, have to have i don't problem. have to deal with consequences <laughs> so bad I, I hope they don't listen yeah <laughs> moving on moving on number three so uh number three is to find inspiration by doing something that you haven't done before. And this is, I guess, linked to the first two ideas, but really taking yourself out of your work industry, your work environment, spending time with people you don't work with to just do something that perhaps you just would never typically do. 
And my example of this recently was a friend invited me to an event called Letters That Changed the World. And the event was in like a massive um, auditorium. It was absolutely packed, like hundreds and hundreds of people there. And they'd invited actors to come and read these letters as if they were the, the people who'd written them. And the author, a guy called, <laughs> I'm going to try and pronounce his name, Simon Seabag Montefiore, I think, probably said with a slightly different accent to that, I think. And he was there and he was talking about the book that he'd written. And then the actors got up and, and actually read these letters out loud. And it was so inspiring. You were learning something completely new, back to kind of the first idea but also just to spend time in a completely different environment. It's not something that I would have discovered myself. Um, My friend probably is more culturally curious than I am. And it would also have been really easy to say no to. You know those things where you just think, oh, they're kind of nice to do, but you're busy and you want to try and do some exercise and you want to see your family and all the things you're trying to fit in. It's so easy to not do these things. Mm. But every time I do, I always come away just, you know, when you come away like really buzzing. And I think these are, for me, definitely the inspiration shots. And sometimes they're better than others and you never quite know. But it's almost like this thing of saying yes. I know you often we're encouraging people to be very thoughtful about their time. It's okay to say no. But sometimes I think you also have got to go, I am actually going to do that. It might be a little bit inconvenient or it might not be usually how I'd spend my evening or I'm going to have to change my plans around to kind of make it happen but I certainly know that I've never regretted it and I've usually taken some inspiration from those things where I've just done something that I wouldn't normally do and I think to find those things um often it's about finding somebody who's naturally very curious always doing interesting stuff they always seem to be like ahead of the game following all the latest trends they know what's going on like and get them to invite you to things because often once they invite you to one thing that same friend has invited me to something else that also sounds really interesting so you know she's just got her kind of finger on the pulse of stuff that I just wouldn't naturally come across during the kind of course of my day-to-day and again I'm going to say yes again because I just thought well do you know what her curation so far has been very good so I'm going to go with it. Well, that, I think that's saying yes. You know, earlier when I was talking about those three personality traits and that first one being yeah, openness course, to yeah. experience, oh, that, that is the saying yes thing, isn't it? So I think you are you are a case in point of that personality living trait. Living the dream, living the inspiration. Living the dream, living the dream. dream. <laughs> Number four then is about um, the our kind of idea for you and to cultivate your inspiration is about spending time in inspiring surroundings. And I think this again goes back to the point that Sarah made from um, Andy Bird's book about that is going to look very different for different people. So for some people, an inspiring surrounding is going to be being in the outdoors. I remember coaching somebody um, for an organisation a couple of months ago and they talked about, they were from New Zealand and they were now in this office environment, which they hated. And they said they used to be a personal trainer and being outdoors was so important to them. And oh, no. that they for them, it was about, the way that they got inspired by was just like spending time outdoors in any kind of weather that is not necessarily me um for <laughs> other people it might be um spending time in maybe more of like a cultural in inverted commas but like galleries or arts kind of spaces and it's not necessarily going to events there it might just be like working maybe there's a coffee shop or something in that area and just that being in that kind of vibe inspires you for me the light's quite important to me like I get for me to be inspired I've got to be in like an area where there's lots of light I quite like there to be some kind of buzz I don't have to be talking to other people but there's something for me about um like a light 
it's very specific isn't it lots of light a bit of buzz and then just like time on my own you know I talked about earlier I think how I get inspired is by learning and connecting and coming up with ideas and so if I'm in a really nice light space where there's a bit of buzz and energy but no one's actually talking to me that's kind of like my environment for inspiration what's yours Uh, I was just thinking actually I I actually for somebody who does really care about their environment where they work I don't think I mind as much in terms of my inspiration at work as long as I've got variety so I just don't I think I probably get inspiration from variety I just don't like being in the same place for too long so I don't like sitting at my desk for too long or being in a meeting for too long or I just I like moving as in I like movement and I actually like walking within my day if I can ever ever choose to get from one meeting to another or one place to another by walking I always will and if that as long as that walk is probably under a mile and a half, I will avoid, I know I work in central London, I will, I will avoid the tube just because I find that that kind of act of moving and going and seeing different spaces and the kind of transient nature of that, again, helps to kind of free up my thinking for where I get to. Yeah. And I do think probably slightly separately, I do get some kind of inspiration shots from the kind of nature thing. Like I really enjoy walking generally, being outside, spending time by the sea you know the kind of real classic like staring at the sea I find that relaxing just not inspiring I love to do it I went for a lovely little family walk today but it's just not like an an inspiration space for me it's just a relaxation space yeah it's interesting but that's the thing isn't it it's it's just very personal so I think the action for people listening is to just reflect on what are those environments in which you feel most inspired and how much time are you actually spending in them because if you think you've lost some of that ability to spend time in those you might want to think about how you can fit it into your your agenda a bit more on a weekly basis or monthly if that's not possible I think the other action from that and just thinking about it as we're going through it is to be really specific about is it inspiration because I think your comment there about oh you know it's not that I don't like being in those spaces I just I find it relaxing rather than inspiring Mm. is actually a really important distinction so just make sure you're being really clear for yourself you might enjoy something, but enjoying something is not the same as it being inspiring or it might be relaxing. But again, that's different to inspiring. So mm. again, noticing when you feel specifically inspired in the kind of whatever the unique way that looks like for you and then thinking about everything that's happening, the work that you're doing, the environment that you're in and being really clear that it is inspiration and, and not something else that can also be a good thing just is really important. Mm. Mm. And so our last idea then, which brings everything together, is about taking action. I don't think inspiration is one of those like bolts of lightning that you wait for it to strike. I think that can happen. Sometimes you happen to just meet someone and you're like, wow, I just, I felt really inspired by that. And perhaps you weren't expecting it. But if you look at things like CBT, so uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, what that shows is that our behavior has a massive impact on how we then think and feel. And going back to the definitions, we talked about the mindset that you take to anything, the values that you have how open you are to different things to allow as much inspiration to kind of seep in in kind of the right way for you and you can let that happen spontaneously but I almost feel like that would only get you so far and that to really kind of optimize your inspiration you need to kind of take conscious action so whether it is finding that curious friend go and do something you've not done before whether it's thinking about what's the new thing that you're going to learn this year you know dedicating the time to spending time with your customers or your people you work with who work in a different area all those things require you to kind of take a step out of the day-to-day and do something different and that's actually really hard when we've all got 
I think Helen said at the start of the podcast, you know, we've all got full inboxes, lots of meetings to go to, to proactively get to take the accountability to go. It feels gonna, like a luxury, doesn't yeah, it? it? Like, does. oh, I'm going to take some time out to be inspired. But you, if you go back to the benefits of it, actually, it's better for your well-being and it helps you to achieve your goals. It makes sense. It's just hard to rationalise maybe in the moment. And yeah, it, actually, this what occurs to me as we're talking about this is it's often why we encourage the people who we do workshops with or development days with to do those outside of the office environment. And you can see sometimes people really struggle with that because from an efficiency perspective, cost perspective, there are lots of reasons why, you know, if you've got a room you could use, why wouldn't you use that? I completely understand the logic of that. But I do see time and time again that when you're just spending your time in a different space, you know, with maybe different people, it actually has, you can see that that has an impact on how people approach the day, probably what they're prepared to think and share and how inspired people feel. I'd absolutely love to do some research into going actually if you were to do almost like a control group of doing the same day of a workshop in somebody's office whatever their office environment was whether it was the coolest office ever or a super bland office and then if you just did it somewhere different do people feel more inspired at the end of the day I would if I was doing a hypothesis going into that it would be people would feel more inspired because of just being somewhere different in itself has a positive impact maybe one day we'll test that So I'll just summarise then the five different ideas to stay inspired that we've talked about. So the first one is to learn something new. The second idea is to get some different perspective. The third is to do something that you haven't done before. The fourth is to spend time in inspiring surroundings. And the fifth is just to act. Don't wait for inspiration to strike, just act, act now. So hopefully that has given you a few different insights, I guess, into how Sarah and I stay inspired and also some practical ideas for you to build your inspiration into your work. And also, as ever, we've got quite a lot of resources as we've gone through these. We've mentioned some of them about the research. We mentioned Andy Bird's book. One other one that I just want to give a brief shout out to is a really good video about like how to find your creative genius. It's by um elizabeth gilbert who has done yeah and it's just a really it's really compelling she talks about kind of when when inspiration comes um because it comes in unexpected ways and and how you catch it and it's just a really really good ted talk highly recommend it so we'll put the link on for that one as well it to find all these resources if you just head over to amazingif.com and we have podcast posts for every podcast that we do so you can find a little bit of a summary and also the um all the resources that you can click on to so that is it for this week thank you as ever for listening next week we are going to talk about the benefits of slowing down so I think with uh, with Sarah's holiday and a slightly quieter week for me actually while Sarah was away as well we just thought about actually there's so many benefits of reflecting on the rhythms of your work and how you make time for inspiration time to think and we recognize that work is operates at a fast pace so we just want to talk about the benefits of slowing down and also how you can maybe proactively manage the rhythms of your work to create that space for you to think so that's going to be next week's topic and as ever yeah thank you very much for listening and thank you for all the lovely comments I did a post I don't know if you saw it Sarah while you were away last week we've had so many new uh, reviews on the podcast on iTunes and they are both super super helpful for all the algorithmy things that help us to be <laughs> seen by more people that I don't really understand but I know that your reviews help so thank you and they are also just genuinely lovely to read almost every review we have is like a paragraph long and it is so much more than 
nice podcast, thanks. They almost had these like lovely little messages in them to us and they're like just so lovely to read and we just really recognise that it takes you time to work out how to do the review, let alone just write it. And they are so thoughtful and kind and they make a really big difference in us being able to reach more people and they also make a really big positive difference to Sarah and I when sometimes we think, was it just us like talking to each other? Is anyone listening? Anyone there other than us on a Sunday night? Me in my pyjamas. Are you in your pyjamas yet? I bet no, you're, but I'm going to have. A, I'm, I'm actually going to go for a bath shortly, so oh. I'll be in my dressing gown. <laughs> but um, yeah, so thank you. Anyway, we will leave you to your days, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and we will both be back with you next week. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.